Up here, they're going to be singing specials. <laughs> oh, 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 are they not? Oh, oh I, I'm just kidding with them. I asked him a while ago, I said, they're going to sing specials. But anyway, we're glad that you're here. And if uh, you had been here with the other crowds, some of you have been sitting on laps. Get off of my wife's lap there, buddy. <laughs> but it was a good crowd this morning, and it's a good crowd now, and so we're looking forward to uh, the new church just as much as you folks are, and I know that uh, you are ready for that, and, and in the days to come, whenever and God's plans for it, you will be ready to go out there and have a great time with, a good, with the Lord. Uh, I just want to say to you that I, well, I'm glad to be back this morning, but I'm, I'm very, very sorry about Jack, and I just want to know, let you folks know that I'll be praying for him, and, and uh, uh, they call, he called me last night about 9.30. I was getting ready to go to bed, and uh, he called me, and he said, uh, about 9.30, wasn't it? Uh, he said, uh, what are you doing tomorrow? I thought, well, I was going to sleep part of tomorrow is what I was going to do. But uh, anyway, I told him, I said, he said, can you do it? I said, oh, yeah, I'll be glad to do that. And I'll be glad to do anything I can in the days to come to, to help you folks out. Every one here, no matter who you are, where you come from, no matter, your, no matter what your church uh, uh, affiliation is, no matter if you have all kinds of college degrees, rich people, poor people, all kinds of people, you have a need for a touch from God. You, have, you may have been saved for a long period of time. You may have worked in the church you may have done a lot of things for the church. You still need a touch from God. No matter who you are, where you came from, what your background is, you need a touch from God. I was in my study here several weeks ago and trying to get some things straightened out so that uh, uh, I can get some things out of my study. Because I know that one of these first days down the road somewhere, sometime, there's going to be a movement from me from this earth to the earth to the kingdom of God. And I don't want somebody else coming in and studying where I study, and I don't want them to come in and uh, uh, preach my sermons. <laughs> because what, what happens, you see, when I, when I do my sermons, if I misspell the word, I do not go back and fix it. Uh, I know what it's all about, and so uh, uh, I, my, my grammar is terrible, and I do not want them to be in the same situation. But a lot of times you go through sermons, you know, you, that, that, I, that I have been preaching through the years, through evangelism and all these other things. I'll pick it up, I'll go through it, I'll cry, and then I'll throw it in, in the wastebasket. But there was one that I have been looking at for several weeks. I went through it, went through the sermons, and I came across this one. 
And for some reason or other, the Lord would let me dispose of it. And so I laid it over on the side and I kept looking at it. I said, one of these days, one of these days, one of these days, one of these days, you're going to let me preach that sermon again. I don't know why I'm keeping it. And so last night when my brother called me, I went back in and I said, there you, there you are, my buddy. We're going to preach you tomorrow. Just a touch. Everybody needs a touch from God. In the scriptures, we find that Jesus, wherever he went, he was always touching people, bringing them from despair to the glories of God. He healed people. He touched their lives. He taught them the things of the kingdom. He told us about the things of God Almighty. He opened the windows of heaven. And what he did was this. He said these words, so to speak, if, should you want to see God, look at me. For Jesus is God in the flesh. When Mary rocked Jesus, she rocked God Almighty. For God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. And when she looked in the face of Jesus, she looked into the creator of the bench that you're sitting on. He created the materials, and I think I said this before while I was here. He created the materials that you will drive in home, you'll drive home in. He gave all of this in six days. Man through the ages has changed the materials that God made. Nothing else was made that was made that was not made by Jesus Christ the Son of God. That brings me down and us down now to who am I? Have you ever thought about who you are? Do you ever think about why that you were born in this century and not in the 15th or the 13th or the 9th century. Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, God knew where you were from the foundation of the world. He knew that you would be here on this Sunday morning. Maybe to ask the question, God, what is it? that you want out of my life that I'm not giving. I'm a preacher. I've been a preacher for a long time. But I still ask the question, God, what is it that you want? 
Aramaic. The touch of the Master will reveal to you who you are, who you really, really are, if you really want to know. Who am I? Who am I? That God would create me and you out of all of the millions of the world. And put you into your mother's womb. And cause a baby to be born. Who in the world in eternity, listen to me, who knew your name. And that name and that person would be with him, oh dear God, forever and forever. We all are important to God. He puts you where you are. You may not understand. God, why was I born in this family? Well, it's because he puts you here. Why wasn't I born a millionaire? Oh, dear God. Man, I can't stand it hardly when I got a $10 bill in my pocket, much less a million dollars. <laughs> Lord, who am I? This God that I'm talking about walks with you day in and day out. Night in and night out. He was with you boys, young men, when you're on the football field. Young ladies, he's out there with you when you are in doing all the jardims of the young ladies on the, on the football field. God knows who you are. Do you? As we look at the scriptures and find out what God is doing and what he wants to do. He teaches us about the things that who he is so that we can come in here and that we can praise him. We can sing glory songs to him. And we Baptists can clap our hands every once in a while in a Baptist church. Now, somebody in this church said, well, why in the world is he doing that? <laughs> Guarantee you. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because I can see some of your faces. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, listen, listen. Here is what Jesus, listen to me. Here is what Jesus, everywhere Jesus went, he always, always, always was touching people's lives, to bring them out of a dungeon of life, so to speak, and put them up on high places and let them know that he loves them beyond anything in this whole wide world. And Jesus is doing this in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verse, beginning with verse 21. And Jesus passed again over on the other side, and much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh. Now, Jesus had been over in Decapolis, and he's moving now in another way, in another meaning, in another way. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, 
And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death, and I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed and she shall live. I want you to notice that Jesus stopped by at a religious man's house. It was not just at sinners, but it was at a religious man's house. It was one of the, the, the high folks in the uh, uh, association, so to speak. It was a high person. But he knew, listen to me, he had watched his daughter. He had watched his, his family. He knew that there was something that even he couldn't do. You know, sometimes a preacher, when, my, when our son got sick years ago, I used to, and my wife and I used to pray for him. But sometimes, you know, our prayers weren't answered. And, 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 and we started to ask the question, why was our prayers not answered? Because God wanted us to take him to a doctor. Sometimes our prayers are not answered because of our health reasons, because God wants you to, take to, he wants you to go to a doctor. He said, you need a physician. You see, God was laying some things in our hands and that, that we needed to take, take care of, and it wasn't, he was not going to be included in Go over there and see the doctor first, so, so to speak. But I want you to notice what he was saying in this passage of Scripture. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And then, you see, now listen, Jesus is on a trip. Now he's interrupted on that trip. Have you ever started somewhere, somebody come in the house and say, Preacher, uh, can I talk to you? Oh, no, you're not a preacher, but anyway. He said, uh, can I talk to you just a few minutes? And you're ready to go somewhere, and he stays or she stays for or he stays for 40, about 40 minutes or whatever, interrupted. But you see, Jesus doesn't mind that. So here's what I'm saying is to you this. And then the Bible says, A certain woman had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of, of many physicians and spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Now listen to it. And when she had heard of Jesus, come to the press behind and touch the garment. I want you to notice, now listen to me. Here was this lady. She had done everything. She had gone to the doctors and she had done all that she could do. She paid out all of her money. She was absolutely broke. But there, there was something that caught her ear. Now, and I'm just going to play a game with you if you don't mind. But here, where, where, where did she hear that from? Well, she heard maybe from some religious person. You know that man called Jesus? I watched him the other day and, and, and something marvelous happened. He touched people and he spoke to people and they became well. And she heard that. Now her curiosity grew. If I can only get to Jesus... I know that what is going to happen, something wonderful is going to happen. And now she is on her way to see Jesus. Now what she had to do is this. Now folks, just like you and I, she had to make up her mind that she was going. You've got to make up your mind that you're going to church on Sunday morning. You've got to make up your mind that you're going to give something to the offering. Now preacher, you shouldn't have said that one. You've got to make up your mind that you're going to follow God. And what she did was this. She made up her mind and nobody, now listen to me, nobody, even husbands, wives, or anything else, was going to keep her 
from touching the hand of the, the garment of Jesus Christ. That crowd of men that would keep her from coming to Jesus, no sorry, Bobby. I'm going to break through that I'm going to break through that particular crowd and what I'm going to do. She made up her mind. Now listen to me. And she was determined. I'm going to touch the hand or the, the garment of Jesus Christ. I'm not going to bother him. I'm just going to touch the hem of his garment and I'm going to be made well. Amen. You see, there's people, listen to me, folks. We got to make up our minds if we're going to be Christian or not. Now listen to me very carefully. You are not going to find, listen to me, salvation at the football game. Fourteen people got up to leave. <laughs> you are not going to find salvation at the county fair. You're not going to find salvation at most entertainment places. You see, we're wasting our time. Say, so I don't like you. I may not like you either. <laughs> but I love you. And what I want us to see is this. If we are going to have successful relationships with Jesus Christ, we're going to have to make up our mind and determine, I'm going to serve God come hell or high water. Now that, that's not cussing, okay? <laughs> I'm going to make up my mind what I'm going to do. We've got to make up our mind who we're, what we're going to be. We, we, we're either going to be a Christian, full-fledged, or not. You see, now listen to me. Jesus, Jesus won't have us, have us if we're just half loyal. We've got to make up our mind, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to follow God with all my heart and mind and my soul. You see, this chapter here that, that I read to you now describes the problems of all of mankind. What we try to do is we try to figure out, we try to figure out what, how, we, how we're going to solve our problems. We try to figure, listen to me, we, and, and we try, listen to me, we don't, we don't have answers to our problems. Only God has answers to our problems. If you've got a problem, it's not fully, it is not fully solved until, it is, until you come to the end where there is a pure cure, and the pure cure is not our ideas, it is the idea and the work of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Say, where'd you come from? I came from the Father, just like you did. Now I want you to listen to me. But there is one, listen, who knows your problems. I counsel people for years and years and years and years. And they would say to me, Pastor, what can I do in order to be successful or to have my problems answered? And I'd always look at them and I would say, first of all, you've got to take it to Jesus. You can take it to any psychiatrist you want to. You can take it to anybody else you want to. 
but they cannot, they cannot fulfill all and give you all the answers until, until we go to Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Because you'll still have some of those problems even after they have given you some answers. So I want you to listen to me. But there is this one that we know of. Now, churches have problems. Have you ever known a church that didn't have problems? Uh, and, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But how, how many of you came from churches throughout your lifetime that had problems? Mm-mm, don't raise your hand. I pastored a church for 30-some years. And from the day I got there to the day I left, problems. Somebody's always got a problem. And it's the, the easiest answer that you will ever get is to take it to Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Touch, touch, touch. Jesus touched a lot of people. And what he did, he made all of these people, he made them all whole. At another time, a man came to Jesus. His daughter was sick. He was a Pharisee. He said, would you come and touch my daughter? I think she's dead. Or he was thinking that she was going to die. Jesus went to where, he, where, his, where, where this girl was, touched her, and immediately she came to life. You know the reason why? There stood in the midst of that room, life. Real life. Life from God Almighty. Life from heaven's glory. Life who gave you and me life. There stood reality that God is life. And all it took was a touch. Now let me ask you this question. You've got a problem? Take it to Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And what happens is that, you see, this woman had done something. She had made up her mind, as I mentioned a moment ago. She was determined now that she was going to touch the hem of the garment of Jesus. Can you see this dear lady as she comes into this crowd of men? And I'm sure that these crowd of men, they just stood there and looked at her. And she, maybe she crawled on her knees a little bit. I don't know. All I know is that she was not, listen to me, she was not going to let tradition Hear me. She was not going to let tradition keep her from doing the master's work and doing the work that would keep her from being healed again. You see, tradition in our Baptist churches, hear me, tradition has killed us sometimes. We never done it that way before. Well, it's certain time that we begin to do it in a certain in a different way. Amen. When you get together as a church, listen to me, when you get together as a church and you're going to come together in a big crowd up yonder someday, you're going to come. Listen, I, I tell you what, do make up your mind right now. I'm going to be the best child of God. I'm not going to gripe about the pew. I'm not going to gripe about the bathroom. People used to come to me and say, Preacher. We don't have any tissue in the bathroom. 
do you not know where it is at home? You know where it is at church. Gripe, gripe, gripe. Dear God, what we need to do is this. You know where you know where the bathroom tissue is. How many of you don't know? Four, <laughs> five, six, eight. Somebody's going to, have to tell us eight where the bathroom tissue is. <laughs> I'm not going to pick up that paper on the floor. Somebody else throw it down. Do you hear me squabbling over nothing? Now, you're not going to be that way, are you? I, I, 26 people didn't answer. <laughs> now, you're not going to be that way, are you? What you're going to do, you're going to come together. And you're going to love one another. And you're going to, it's going to be a spiritual church. You understand what I'm saying, folks? There's going to be a spirit that the people who pass by, who pass by, will understand there is a church that's on fire for the glory of God. They don't do a whole lot of things that other people do, but they do, the, they, they do, the, do this. They love one another, and they talk to each other about one another as far as doing things good for the glory of God. Now, I want you to understand. Now, listen. Jesus passes by, and what he does, he corrects us because of our followers. But she was determined what she was going to do was this. She was going to be touched by the hand of the Master. Can you imagine the joy that came upon her? Twelve years of misery. Can you imagine, ladies and gentlemen, twelve years of being in that particular situation? But now she is released. Some of you have been in certain situations for a period of time and God wants to release you before you leave this building this morning. And the problem it may be, if you walk out of here, it may be that you have not taken that problem and lay it at the feet of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Determination. What are we going to do? The, and we miss the joy of not doing what God wants us to do. I had a man in the church years ago, I'd, I'd, when, when I'd leave him every, every day or every Sunday, I'd say, Mr. Harris, I'll see you next week. He'd look at me and he'd say, hope so. Hope so. Hope so won't get you anywhere. You know that, don't you? I'll try. That won't get you anywhere. I will, I will try to do. If we don't do, we'll never get it done. If your wife or husband says, hey, this, this room needs vacuum. Well, I'll get it. But get it never does get it until you get it. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying, folks? Put your faith and your hope and your actions in the, in, the, in the hands of Jesus Christ and what he will do, he will change your mind and your life and your family life forever and forever. Now let me ask you this question. I know I've rambled a lot, but I want to ask you this question. Are you ready? 
as members of this church and members of the kingdom of God, are you ready to, and, and determine that you are going to touch the, hand, the, the hem of the garment of Jesus Christ. You are going to have a changed life. You're going to reach out there and, and, and ask God to give you a life that you have never had before. He, you're going to ask Him for the Holy Spirit that has not touched you. You're going to ask Him for a, a great opening of the love of God that you have never had in all of your life. You're going to ask Him to relieve you of the pains and the, and the, the cares of this world and you're going to say to him I am going to serve you it doesn't matter what comes I'm going to love you I'm going to give you everything that I've got I don't know about you folks and I'm not bragging everything I've got everything I've got does not belong to Max it belongs to the father I gave him that stuff a long time ago and stuff don't mean a thing to me I want to tell you something listen to me listen to me when you give it all to Jesus Christ, He'll change your life forever and forever. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this question. Are you ready and are you willing, children of God, to give everything that you have to the Lord Jesus Christ before you leave this room? Then there may be some of you who have never given your life to Jesus Christ. You've been thinking about it. You say, well, someday I'm going to do it. Someday I'm going to join the church. Someday I'm going to do this. But it never happens. But today, as you sit in this pew, it happens. I'm going to be what God wants me to be. And I'm going to go where God wants me to go. If it's in this church, fine, well, and good. You know, I used to tell people, listen, don't join the church because of the pastor. Don't join the church because of, of what's going on. You join the church because that Jesus Christ has told you to get in that particular church wherever it may be. In all of my ministries, as far as I can understand, and I don't mean this braggingly, I never ask a person to join the church. I didn't want them to think that the pastor was telling them to come and join the church. I wanted the Holy Spirit of God to come to the church. And if they say, we're going to join your church this coming Sunday, I say, this is fine. I'm proud that you're going to come, but here's some things that we want you to do. We want you to, become, we want you to come and be a good member of the church. We want you to attend the church. We want you to give to the church. We want you to be ready to work in the church. And we want you to be sold out to the church of Jesus Christ, but not to the pastor. Now, not all, not all of them came because they were not willing to do that. Let me ask you this question again. Are you willing, are you willing, as a church body, to join the other church body and say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to brag on our church. We're going to brag on our members. We're not, we're not going to fuss because things are, uh, that are not my way. But what we're going to do is this. We're going to be real Christian people so that when people come in the church, now listen to me very carefully. I went around the church, and this is true. I went around the church. We had, I don't know how many, oh goodness gracious, how many chairs we had in the church. But I used to go around those churches, those pews every Saturday night, lay my hands on those pews, and I'd say, God, I don't know who's going to be here tomorrow. And I don't know where they are. 
And I prayed all over that church, about 600 or something appears at that time in the church. And I prayed at the altar and I prayed at the door. I went to the door and opened, opened the door and I said, God, the people are going to come in this door here tomorrow. I don't know who they are, where they come from. I don't know exactly if they're saved, lost or whatever. But God, here's what I want. I want you to be in this church. And when they come in the church, that they will say, God is in this place. We had a sign out on Highway uh, 80, uh, uh, 85. There was a man came in the church one Sunday morning. He said, Pastor, I'm a traveling salesman. And I prayed over that sign too. He said, I'm a tra traveling salesman. I live in Richmond, Virginia. I passed that sign about a week ago. And God told me when next time I come by here for me to come into this church. Because he said, I don't know what it was. I knew what it was. He said, I want you to know how much I appreciate coming into the church and sitting down and, and worshiping with you. Listen to me, folks. You pray over the doors of your house. If you've got a husband that's mean as the devil, go and pray over every door in the house. You hear, you hear me? Now, he may get meaner. But I'm telling you, listen to me, you pray over every door of the house in the church, uh, excuse me, in the, uh, over the, every door in the, in the house. You pray over every, uh, uh, the, guard, the guardrails or whatever you got over the, uh, the, the parking areas. You go and pray. And you go up to the main road where the, where, the, where, where the main traffic comes in. You go up there and you pray, God, every car that comes by through here, let them know that this, this, is, a house of, this is a house that loves God. I'm going to tell you something, folks. When you get that in mind, I'm going to tell you something. Your life will change, oh dear God, your life will change and people's lives will change that come to your door. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You say, you're crazy. Thank you. Appreciate that. With all my heart, mind and soul, I see it work. Now, let me ask you again. Are you willing, as a person born again by the Spirit of God, to say, yes, I am going right now. I'm going right now to ask God to make me a different person and let me know the fullness of the Spirit of God in the days to come. I'm going to ask you, if you will, just stand to your feet. Our Father, you see in this church auditorium, the people that have come here and they are saying, I want to touch the hem of the garment of God. I want to be a better person when I leave this place. And as they go out the front door, our Father of this church, I pray God that they will be an anointed people different from what they come. I know they're saved. I know they're sanctified. But I know, dear God, there's a greater work for us to do before we, before we uh, go out here into this world. And Father, I pray that you'd open doors for us tomorrow in our workplace. God, give us the strength. Give us the wisdom and the power and stand behind us that we might say a word, just a word that will help people's lives to be changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. God, I pray that this congregation with the other congregation will come together. 
more and more and love one another more and more. And Father, that the power of God would be upon them, that when they leave even here or any other place, our Father, that they will be a different people and the people of the community will know that there's something different about the people who assemble in the church buildings. Oh God, oh God, bless your people. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Stay with me for just a minute. We are going to have an invitation hymn. And if there are those of you in this, in this room and you want your life to be changed by the power of God Almighty and you know that maybe you're not saved if you want to accept Christ as your personal Savior, we're going to ask you, if you will, if you will, just to walk out of that pew, come stand down here, and you have people down here waiting on you to come and explain to you how you might become a child of God. There may be some who want to re recommit. Now, don't rededicate. I've seen people rededicate, 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 rededicate. Didn't mean a thing in the world because they were the same when they came back the next Sunday. But recommitment is this. I'm going to take that leap of faith that I've never taken before and I'm going to ask God to bless my heart, my life, and my soul. Sing for us, folks. If you are that person, would you come?
relax. I hope you've been touched. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for being able to worship in this place today. God, we, we pray for our pastor. God, as Max said, you, you knew this a long time ago. You knew that Max would be here today. And God, you knew the words that he was going to say. God, and I pray that our hearts have been touched. And I pray that in some way our lives change. That when we leave this place today, we'll be a little bit different than when we came in. And it will be serving you in a greater way this coming week. Help us to go. Help us to tell. Help us to share the difference that you've made in our lives. Help us to take the church out there. As Max shared in the earlier service about the church going out and witnessing. Help us to be your witnesses, God. God, and as we close, please bless our pastor. Meet his every need and give him exactly what he needs. Thank you for loving us and caring for us. And God, we want to be your people and help us to serve you in greater ways. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen.